We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith podcast and a very, very special podcast today. Uh, it's Mark Corby, your host for um, a, a very, very special one, as I say, today was the launch of the Newcastle United Supporters Trust 1892 Pledge Scheme. And I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by um, a relieved um, but very excited uh, Alex Hurst. Alex, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks, mate. Um, it, like you say, it's a relief to finally get it off the ground. You know, three years planning. 2017, really, we started talking about it. 2018, we decided to do it. We had to relaunch the trust to make it possible. Um, we had to attract some members to the trust to make it possible, uh, and then the last you know four months really for me has been non stop. I stepped down as a chair of the trust to focus on this full time. Yourself and all of the other board members have put a, a load of work into it as well. Um, so yeah, just relieved to get it off the ground, really. And obviously, some relief that there's been a little bit of success today with it in terms of what we're hoping for. Mm-hmm. Still a long way from achieving what we want to achieve, not kidding myself in that at all. But yeah, how are you feeling, mate? You know what? I'm I'm very excited. Um, as you, as you say, we've all we've all played parts. Um, obviously you've been the the Kevin Keegan. I think is the way I'm going to describe you, mate. You've been uh, a bit of a you know an influence on all of us and grabbed it by the scruff of the balls. It's um it's it's you know it's daring. It's it's very uh, well as as was statement says. It's you know not not been done before. Um, for Newcastle United anyway. Um, but before we get the nit- nitty-gritty of you know the what's happened, the build-up to it and where we want to go with it, mate, um, tell the listeners, what, what's what's the 1892 pledge all about? Yeah, the 1892 pledge scheme, we think it's an ambitious fan fundraising project uh, to make sure that the supporters trust and therefore the wider fan base um, has some sort of stake in the club when it's sold. So when Mike Ashley finally sells the club, Whenever that might be, I think a lot of people hope it's going to be very soon. Might not be. We we don't know at the trust. We've got no idea or insight into when that'll be. But just say it, it's it could be years, it could be months. We want to make sure that as a support, we're able to come to the table and buy part of the club. So if it's sold in the Premier League, it would obviously be a much smaller part of the club. And we could talk about that. One of the key drivers behind it, though, is we want to be ready. We want to be proactive, not reactive. If the club falls down the leagues. Everyone listening to this will have their own opinion on how likely that is, how likely Newcastle will be relegated this season. Next season, if Mike Ashley's still in charge, uh, what happens when we get relegated? Will we be promoted again at the first attempt like the previous two times? What happens if we don't get promoted? What happens if they keep Steve Bruce in charge? If you know, All of these things are outside of our control as fans. 
what we can control is let's be ready. I don't want to be like Sunderland fans in 2018 when their club was sold for at least in the months that they should have been able to play a significant part in their club's future, but they weren't organised. They're organised now, which is great to see the Red and White Army, and this isn't a Sunderland podcast. I'm just trying to say, I'm not trying to do them down, not about them. Organise themselves now and it'll support us, trust, which is brilliant, and I'm sure it'll be, you know, rival us as the biggest one in the country. I'm absolutely positive of that. Uh, Seems like really good people involved there as well. Um, But, you know, look look at Portsmouth. You know, when they were winning the FA Cup in 2008, if you told them that within three or four years they'd be in League Two, nah, you would have been laughed off. And they would have had to put in a thousand pounds each, at least to save their football club, would have been laughed off. Look at Charlton fans 10 years in the Premier League, and you told them that they'd have been in League One for many seasons and a series of unscrupulous owners that laughed it off. I could go on, Bolton Wanderers are another one. I remember being in. Uh, in Eindhoven on holiday mate, in 2009 after we'd been relegated and there were some Bolton fans staying near us. I appreciate these Bolton fans don't represent every single Bolton fan out there but they were ripping the piss out of us about Ashley, how badly run we were and we're like hang on lads aren't you using like £140 million worth of debt? And it's like these things you can see them coming you can see them coming that often you know when clubs are sold at the lower level um, they attract the wrong kind of people in terms of football club. They attract you know, investors who want to flip a club, want to get it promoted and get out. They're not interested in the long term of the club. Again, I used them as an example. Sunderland, how many Sunderland fans were delighted by Stuart Donald's arrival in 2018? Yeah. Debt free, the good time, even though they were in League One, the good times are back. We've got our club back. It was all it was all nonsense. It didn't it didn't happen. That's because people that come into these football clubs, they cut them to the bone, they think they can get them promoted, and then they can make a quick a quick few quid. The 1892 pledge scheme seeks to put us, the supporters, in that position to stop that from happening, should the worst happen. I don't want Newcastle to get relegated, same as you. I don't want Newcastle to, to be struggling financially or or whatever. And, and you might be sat here listening to this or watching this thing, and oh my gosh, you'll never let that happen. I'm not so sure of myself. Um, I think as, as soon as it starts to cost them money to keep the lights on, you'll do what most football owners do in that position, and that's just get out as quickly as possible. So we want fans to pay ideally monthly through direct debit on our pledge website 1892pledge.co.uk we want fans to pay monthly a small amounts whatever you can afford we don't want anyone to pay anything they can miss so this differs to what Wigan fans have had to do recently asking for at least 500 pounds I think of each fan to try and save their club we don't want to do that we want small manageable amounts to be paid monthly thousands of us grouping together from wherever you are in the world to try and make the 1892 pledge scheme possible that's what that's what our plan is, and we think thousands of us working together can raise some money to give us a say at the football club because we firmly believe, Mark, that there needs to be fan influence at that football club. It's absolutely essential that fans have some sort of decision-making role or at least input in the football club. When we're talking about supporter ownership, fan-owned doesn't mean fan-run. Like It's not me, you or other people on the board who, if the trust ever got any kind of meaningful percentage of that football club, would be you know involved in the running of the club. That's not what this is about. It's about making sure supporters are at the heart of decision-making that football club. If any football club supporters are happy with their ownership or the way things are going, everyone wins. Too many times in the last 14 years, mate, the horrific, obscene decisions that we've seen from the outside looking in at that football club, supporters have been nowhere near that. It's, it, it's, it's all It's been about business decisions. It's been about the decisions of individuals or, or stuff like that. No, no, we think... Even if we could buy as, as little as 1% of the club in the Premier League, and it's not a lot, it doesn't guarantee you anything. Um, 
hopefully would be able to exchange that in a you know a, a board position within the club for a couple of elected representatives who are fans or even more than that there's there's got to be a better way than this at the minute and we think that passionate supporters of this football club paying a few quid a month whether it be a quid a five or a tenner your 31 quid from your away game you can't make your season ticket direct debit like you don't pay anymore whatever you can afford if we all chip in and build that together and i sit here with you Six hours after launch, yeah, and 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 there's there's nearly sixteen thousand pound in the the kitty already. Um, that's not bad. There's there's a hell of a long way to go on that. Don't get me wrong. That there's nowhere near fulfilling our ambition. This is a long term project. This is a project for the future of Newcastle United. It's not about the past. It's not about what's gone before us in terms of divided fan bases or anything like that. We also know this won't appeal to everyone. This isn't for everyone, and that's all right. If you listen to this thing and that's not for me, there's no no judgment from us. We just want to speak to people who think, you know what? We've tried boycotting. We've tried, I've tried walking in late. We've tried um, not buying a pint in the ground. Let's try and do something so that when this club is sold, the supporters are there with the only thing that matters in football, and that's a sizable chunk of money to say, give us a say in how this, this club is running. And, and we think, Mark, I know you agree, that this is the best way to do that. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And uh, there's a lot to get through there because that was a great opening yeah. statement. Um, but but just just going back to you know briefly on what what we have tried before, as you say, I know it's in the past, but it's it's quite crucial in a sense because a lot of things have failed. You know, the the the, the walk in late, the walk out early's, the boycotts. Um, at the end of the day, I remember um, the 2014-15 season when. I boycotted three games in a row, but what happened when, when we were on the verge of relegation, we all went back in, shouted our heads off to, to do our bit and keeping the club up, and then we protest quite meekly at the full time, might actually get out of our club. So it just goes to show the sport has, when push comes to shove, will always be there. But there's something different about this, Alex. Um, what makes you believe that this time this could be successful? What what makes you think that the, that the sport has will you know, follow this path? Because, as I say, a lot of things I've tried in the past haven't worked. So what, what what's unique about this one? Well, we think the timing is right because the football club is, you know, I mean, what a 12 months it's been. I mean, it's been an incredible 12 months for everyone with the pandemic, but we'll yeah. park that for now. Yeah. You know, we've gone from the sale that we all wanted of the football club to people that the vast majority of supporters wanted the club to go to to that being taken away from us for reasons still not really explained. Um, we've had then the, the ongoing fanfare of Mike Ashley, who doesn't care or respect the fans enough to communicate with them ever apart from kind of short statements about legal action to make sure he gets his £100 million plus profit on the club. Um, you've got Steve Bruce, a manager who, you know, is, is openly admitted that his only remit is manager is to keep the club in the Premier League when the club for so long have denied that. And it just looks like a football club in limbo without, without leadership, without purpose. And we just think, you know, we're trying to tell fans, like now is the time. And, and, and at the time of talking about, we've just we've just tipped over 15,000 paying members of the Newcastle United Supporters Trust, which is great. Yeah. Um, massive surge in membership today. Um, and ultimately, we think the fan base is ready for this. We think, you know, we've been researching this for three years. We've been speak, we've spoken to thousands of fans about this. Yeah. We've, we've spoken to the foundation of hearts who've done this exact scheme, different circumstances, but exact scheme to raise uh, 12 million quid. And we're just, we're just, I just think Newcastle United supporters are, 
are ready to represent themselves. Let's let's do it. Let's let's see um, what we can do. I'm I'm keen to see what we can do as a support to help ourselves because it's not just Newcastle United that has an issue. It's Project Big Picture. Which fans group came out in favour of Project Big Picture, mate? Can you guess how many fans groups came out of the twenty trusts in the Premier League in favour? Can you guess? I'll, I'll, I'll be frightened to guess, to be honest. Come on, is zero, zero. Yeah. So even the even the football clubs involved hadn't consulted with their own fans about that. Yeah. That's because football fans don't want it. Football fans don't want a European Super League. Football fans don't want the end of midweek football in England unless you're a um, Champions League team or Europa League team. Football fans, in my opinion, have to start standing up for themselves. This this last year has showed how meaningless the game is without us. How, yeah. what, what does it change, though? Uh, you know, every every single the Premier League, Richard Masters, every broadcaster, every journalist, everyone at every football club in any position of authority cannot wait to get fans back in grounds. They're all desperate to get fans back for financial reasons, but for other reasons as well. But when it comes to actually how the clubs are run and who they're run for, the doors closed. And it's time that we as supporters, in my opinion, I'm just seeing it. Alan Shearer's just tweeted to uh, back the pledge scheme. So that's nice. Breaking news as it happens on the True Faith Podcast. Breaking news. Breaking news on the True Faith Podcast. Yeah. Should I say, should we have a look what he's tweeted um, just for the listener? Um, but yeah, that, I hope that answered your question, mate, before I come on to that. Like, we're up for giving it a go. We've got our 15,000 members. Um, Shearer's just tweeted our. This club is our club video, which you should watch. Uh, and he said, well done. I'm in with his hand-raised emoji. So thanks, Alan, mate. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's it's the, the conversations that we've had, mate. Not with just supporters like yourself, yeah. who's been there and done it, and, and the kind of people that you know and you've been, you know, I'm sure you can talk about it, but some of these lads you've been speaking to have been following Newcastle home away for 30 years. We've spoken to ex-players. Yeah. We'll come on to the Guardians. Warren Barton is a massive advocate of this. He's a guardian. He's going to look after your money. You know, it's almost like we want. I wanted to make sure myself and Norman Watson when we decided to do this in 2018 um, and relaunch the trust first, which was the big, the big part of it that you know that we had to get it done first. We didn't just think, oh, Norman, Norman Watson, Alex Hurst think this is a great idea. Let's do it. No, no, we had to go and speak to every single Newcastle fan when you and respect us. Yeah, we had to go and speak to key people within the support. We had to go and speak to Biffa from NUFC.com. We had to speak to key journalists in the region. We had to speak. I had to speak to you before you yeah. were part of the trust to run this bias. So this, in terms of why do it now, we just got so much feedback saying yes, this is something positive, something that you will, will unite us, something that we can easily get behind. It got to the stage where I thought, you know, we can't not do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, co- we'll come to the Guardians in a moment. What I what I will go back to is transparency. Um, we mentioned the the fund. Um, as we see it at the moment, but the website doesn't reflect that. Um, just for the benefit of any doubt, um, can you just run it by us what the supporters see when they log on and how does that tally up in regards to what we see behind the scenes? Yeah, so when you log on to the website, 1892pledge.co.uk, you, you see uh, a pounds pledged because we want to be as transparent as possible with what's been raised. Um, as I log into it now, it's got 7059 um, pounds pledged, which you know, for for a first day, that in itself is beyond our expectations, um, or my expectations anyway, mate. But actually, the, the total that's been raised, um, or, or kind of people have um, placed into the pledge scheme today, is closer to seventeen thousand pounds. 
The reason for the, for that is the the website um, shows payments that have been processed straight away. But because we do everything by direct debit, and you can make one-off payments by direct debit, it only takes the money once. So that is possible to do. Um, sometimes those payments take three to five days, depending on your bank. So don't get us wrong, delighted with £7,000, but even happier with, with nearly 17000 as we sit here four hours after launch, five hours after launch. And Shira's just tweeted. So going back, going back to what you were saying, um, you know, we've reached out um, to a hell of a lot of, you know, big, big names, shall we say. And obviously we're delighted Shira's on board. We're delighted um, Warren Barton's uh, one of the, the Guardians. Can you just tell um, the listeners, you know, we've picked four Guardians. Can you give a, a quick summary on why those four were chosen and what, what do you think they can bring to the table? Yeah, definitely. Um Guardians is a term, much discussed term, but what to call them, as you know. <laughs> um, they're the people who look after your money. So it's not me yeah. and Mark or Charlotte or whoever else from the trust board who, who look after your money. It's it's these four appointed guardians. So they, they look after your money. Um wanted to do that because even though this is the Truth Paid podcast, and I'm going to guess nearly everyone listening has, has listened to me a lot and yourself, Mark, and there might be an element of trust there. There'll be people... In the fan base, who think, well, who's Alex Hurst? Who's Mark Corby? Who's Norman Watson, yeah. Linda Bush, Thomas Concannon? They don't mean anything to me. They could be off with me money. You know, lots of people who have bought into the trust previously and know know that the money is very, very secure. There's pretty much nowhere more secure to have it. We produce um, not just accounts, annually, but audited accounts that we send to the Financial Conduct Authority, um, and we ultimately are regulated by them. So, you know, we're very open and transparent. But, you know, I could be voted off the board at the next set of elections, you might want to stand down, you know, another plan, stop naming names here, but someone on the board <laughs> might, you know, might not fancy it anymore. They might want to think, you know, I've done my bit. It's a lot of work. There's, there's all, there's all sorts of other stuff in life going on. And then who comes in and has access to that money? What we wanted to do was remove that um, ambiguity around it. Potentially we wanted to make sure that everyone donating to this, these are the guys who've got your money. It is safe with them. So who have we got? Well, you've already mentioned one of them there, Warren Barton, Newcastle player, played in the Premier League for 18 years, ex-England international, um, really well respected by the fan base, totally understands and gets the fan. We probably should have asked him to come on this podcast, mate, but yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> we'll think on next time. Um, a really well respected, uh, likeable guy, and he gets Newcastle United and he understands the fan base. He's not one of these ex-pundits who's talked down the fans or done anything like that, he gets it and he's, he's forged a successful media career for himself in the United States. He's forged a coaching career for himself in the United States. He's also been head of the PFA in England, which again, um, gave him a, a kind of legislative responsibility with something like this over a much bigger organisation than this will ever become. Yeah. So he, he was perfect for it. He's, he's someone everyone listening to this podcast knows, trusts, I imagine. You want, your money's safe with Warren. You've then got George Colkin, a senior football writer for The Athletic. Again, probably needs no introduction, but just so you know, been covering Northeast football for over 20 years. Um, does a fantastic podcast, The Pod in the Time, with, with Chris Woff and Taylor Payne. Um, you know, he, he is... Hugely just, respected, Alex. Hugely yeah. respected. Something that. I was going to say, he is missing Newcastle United in terms yeah. of the journalistic scene, and that that's not mm -hmm. to do any disservice to anyone else. And you're the fantastic press pack up here, but he's a patron of the Sir Bobby Robson Foundation, he worked closely with Sir Bobby Robson, um, you know, in Sir Bobby's final years. He wrote a book with Sir Bobby Robson. Um, he's just widely trusted and respected. Someone that me and you massively trust and respect. He's one of the the first people I sounded out about this idea a few years back. Went for a pint about it, and um, 
you know, ended up getting really into it and, and talking through. And he was like, you know, this is something he really believes and think thought we should do. So I asked him to be a guardian look after the money, and, 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 and thankfully he agreed. So he's fully behind it. We've then got Ian Mearns, MP for Gateshead again. Ian's been in Parliament for a long time, hugely respected across the country, not just in the Labour Party and, and, and around these parts, but Ian is known as someone in Parliament who, who, who gets things done because he works across party across party lines. He's chair of numerous committees on football, football fans, sport. He really understands football governance and understands the what the absence of fans in football governance does. He made a great point today in our press conference with some of the with some of the local and national journalists that every single party at the last uh, election in 2019 pledged some sort of fan review into football. Why is that? Why has it become a political issue? It's because football doesn't run itself very well and doesn't run itself for the people it's supposed to be run for. So Ian's fantastic. He'll, he'll give us lots of links to important people. He's totally reliable and, and confident with your money. Your money's safe with Ian. Um, and finally, we've appointed Lee Humble, who's a corporate accountant. We needed someone with financial expertise. Uh, and also Lee has had tremendous success in his professional career. He's a Newcastle fan and, and was until very recently a season ticket holder. Um, he, you know, we needed someone with with his brains and expertise, and he, he now he works in mergers and acquisitions for large companies. Uh, you know, huge sums. You know, if we are successful with this endeavor, which I seriously think we will be, but it's a big if. We haven't even mentioned what happens if we're not successful yet, but we'll come on to it. Yeah. Um, then, you know, we need someone with his expertise. How, how do you buy shares for millions of pounds? Well, Lee, Lee has those answers. Lee's worked for, for, for some of the biggest companies in the world in terms of banking and accounting. So he, you, you're money safe, safe with Lee, obviously, but he also brings that kind of knowledge and expertise that if this is to be successful, we'll really need. And his advice, never mind before he does anything, his, his advice will be crucial. And um, He's just a, a really great guy and an all-around fantastic Newcastle fan. Well, well, I, I don't know Lee, um, but everyone I've spoken to since we've announced the um, the Guardian speaks highly of him, which is always a positive. Um, obviously, Warren Barton speaks for himself. Um, you know, watched him achieving some very, very, very excitable years under uh, Keegan and uh, and Bobby Robson. And he, you know, I've always got this last in the picture of him throwing, throwing his shirt into the stand at Old Trafford when we beat. Um, I think it might have been the Sheffield United one when we got the, the cup final. Um, you know, just hard as I'm getting goosebumps because that's the type of player you want to play for your football club. And now we're honoured that he's going to be a guardian for the biggest, biggest challenge we're going to have as supporters, you know. Um, you know, Ian, yes, I've heard Ian speak on podcasts. I've heard him speak about Newcastle United. And wow, he, he doesn't halfway, you know, wear his heart on his sleeve. And also regarding George, some little anecdotes about George. Back in the, the day, long before your time on the uh, Supporters Trust, when it was NUSC, um, one of the initial meetings was at the uh, the Irish Centre, and George was there. I was standing next to him. I knew who he who he was. Um, obviously, didn't have a clue who I was, but the mate was getting passed around. It was just after Keegan had walked, and you could have heard a pin drop when he spoke. And it was honestly, I was a little bit a little bit starstruck. I was a little bit. That's George Carlton. You know what I mean? Even even f back then, you know, two thousand and eight. And also, George he marched. We're talking about previous protest. He marched. I seen him. He was on the march with me when we marched um, through the city before the Liverpool game, which ended up being a two, cracking 2-2 two, two draw, and Paul Dummett scored his first goal. But George was there. He walked through the city, walked through Leeds' Park with us. So, you know, we're, we're in good hands. Um, speaking of the media, it, you know, we've got a lot to go through in a short um, time because we've obviously got the um, the big Q&A in a couple of hours. 
But um, it's great to see it, it, there's been a huge, huge media support already. We've had uh, Sky Sports, we've had the BBC, the majors, the local tabloids. Um, how difficult or how easy was it, Alex, to get, get the likes of those on board, mate? How did, how did you have to sell it to them? It's very easy, to be honest with you. First of all, yeah. a lot of the local guys I, I approach, not from a media point of view, but as people like count as friends, but also as people that just they know Newcastle United. Who knows Newcastle United better than the people who who professionally live and breathe it every single day, know the highs and the lows. Um, you know, so it was more of a, an advice aspect. I went to all of those guys, most of whom have been on this show before, not all of them, but most of them. Their feedback was all very positive. And I think what they all liked about this idea, apart from the fact that they all know the trust and the fact it's transparent, democratic, open and reliable. Everyone loves the Guardian idea. They thought the Guardian idea. The fact that there's there is a guaranteed positive to come out of what we're doing, in my opinion, in that if we fail in what we're doing, all of the money we raise will, will go to Northeast, Northeast Charities. Every yeah. single penny will go to charities based in the Northeast of England. That will be decided on by your guardians. Um, so it's win-win. So that, it's win-win, It's win-win. And, you yeah. know, don't get us wrong. We'll get lots of feedback, particularly today in the launch, and there's people who say, well, I'd rather be able to choose the charity or... I'd rather get my money back, but, but but you know we put a lot of time and thought and effort and taking a lot of legal advice on this from one of the best trust solicitors in the country. This is the way we've decided to go. So like it is what it is. That's not me trying to be flippant or petulant. We can't change it now. It's launched. It, we're how you know what did we? People um, listen to this will might be aware if they follow me on social media that you know and yourself, Mark. We've been putting the call out for fans for weeks now to attend focus groups. So we've, we've had all this out with everyone. We've, we've, we've taken on the feedback. We've changed the scheme based on what people asked us and, and the feedback they gave us. That's what we wanted. But we, we're clear that this money will be raised and spent only two things. Number one, it'll go to local charities should we fail in our endeavour. For whatever reason, Mike actually doesn't sell the club. We're not successful. Who knows? It doesn't grow. People cancel their pledges. We're, new owners aren't interested. There are lots of things that could go wrong. So that, that's that's one of the key messages for me, Mark. We aren't selling anything here, mm-hmm. apart from hope and ambition. We're not trying to guarantee an, anyone anything. If you listen to this and you're undecided, don't don't pledge. I know, and I know I, I shouldn't say that, but we're, we're not trying to convince anyone of something that we can't secure. We're trying to be ambitious and we're trying to give ourselves a chance. We're trying to we're trying to do something different. We can't guarantee that new owners will want to work with us. I think they will. If you ask my opinion, why would why would a new owner not want a seven-figure sum from supporters who you'd hope they'd want to work with anyway? You know, it's it's, it's a great situation for everybody. I think it would be a you know not the best PR to reject it. But that's that's all. You know, that's we can't determine that. What can we determine? We can determine how much we can raise, what we come to the table with, and we can go from there. And if it doesn't work, we've raised some money for charity. And if you think it's worth a quid. A fiver, a tenner, twenty quid as a one-off payment or monthly to, to see what we can do and help us as a support. Then this is for you. But is you know this isn't going to appeal to everyone. Every single Newcastle United supporter is not going to buy into this. And that's you know when we do these focus groups, people say, "Are you where you you'll get some negative feedback?" You know, someone who has has done a little bit in terms of fan initiatives, and I never planned to do stuff like this. It just kind of happened. When we launched Gallagher Flags, mate you know, there was negative feedback. But the negative feedback soon stops once you do your first display. Once people yeah. saw that display against Huddersfield, once you get the surfer flag out against Villa, when War Flags took it on and did all of their amazing things. Do you know what I mean? So, like, just because people are negative about stuff doesn't 
necessarily mean you should stop. In fact, anything that is worthwhile doing will attract negative feedback and criticism. And I'm not even saying those people are wrong about some of their concerns, but we're clear, Mark, in our ambition to give us, the supporters, a fighting chance of having some proper influence at Newcastle United. I'm convinced that this is the only way to do it. And like you said before, we have tried everything else. We have yeah. tried. We've got to make sure that when this football club is sold, that we don't find ourselves in the same position that we have been now. And we could get the best owners in the world. We could get fantastic owners who would be up for all of the things that we want us to trust anyway. But let's just make sure. And, and that's like I've alluded to before. Let's make sure that if the, if hard times do fall in this club, that it's not you know me and you stood outside Elden Square or whatever, like Wigan fans have had to do, like Portsmouth fans have had to do. Those fans have to put serious money in to save their football club. I don't want that to happen. And, and while every fan will have their own opinion on how likely that is, I'm of the opinion that it's not unlikely. It's not saying it's going to happen, but I don't think it's outside the realms of possibility at all that this football club could fall quite a long way if Mike Ashley doesn't get this sale that he wants. So let's be ready. Let's be prepared. Let's be proactive. Let's not be having to think how much money to save Newcastle United. Let's talk about Hearts. You know, Hearts fans and, and, and their fantastic efforts have done some amazing things. It's and it's a different it's a different conversation, mate. It's a different scenario. It's a different football club. It's a different league. But I'll tell you what: if those Hearts fans hadn't done what they've done and and tried to, to raise some money to save their football club, their football club would have gone into liquidation. Yeah, Ambudge, who saved Hearts, only did it because the, the foundation of Hearts, which is their version of the trust, came along and said, "Listen, here is our ability to raise money to pay you back to save our football club. Maybe it'll be the same for us." And in the final point I'll make, I've been talking for a while now, mate. The final point I'll make: why, why can't it be us at the head of a consortium or something like that? Yeah. Why, why does it always have to be someone like Peter Kenyon? Why does it have to be some unnamed person who's got no link to the club who doesn't have the money to buy the club? Why, why can't it be us? Why can't it be us? You know, speaking to these people and saying this is what we can bring to the table. I just, yeah. I just think that the support of Newcastle United makes anything possible. The supporters of Newcastle United managed to make this ridiculously terrible football club in terms of on-field performance and off-field performance worth 300 million quid. It's not yeah. worth 300 million quid, but the fact that it could even be touted as such is for no other reason than the supporters because it's not the training ground Mike Ashley's selling. It's not the academy Mike Ashley's selling. Not the first team, not even the stadium, which you can't do anything with in terms of selling or making money from. It's, it's not the coaching staff. It's not the infrastructure inside the club that Mike Ashley's selling. The only thing that he is selling in terms of potential is this fan base. It's the only thing that is worth anything from Newcastle United is the fan base, the TV contracts, based on its its position in the league. And that's it. And it's, and it's time that we as a fan base, in my opinion, in your opinion, were, were started to act in our own best interests in terms of ownership of the club. Brilliant. I mean, in, in terms of targets, I mean, we, we know that it's impossible because baby steps, let's be honest, it's baby steps. This is the first day of the rest of our lives, let's be honest. And as cliche as that sounds. But if if you could, if someone was unsure on well, look, what you're actually trying to achieve here, well, no, it's you know, it's a it, it's a it's a win-win situation, as we said before. But if for an initial someone just a little bit unsure, how how would you sell it to them in regards to you know if they're not interested or they, they, they don't trust the, the, the trust the trust, you know, how, how would you how would you sell it to them? You know, how would how how are the the supporters trust going to deal with people who just simply don't want to know? Because let's be honest, they don't want to know for a reason. Uh, is it going to be a proactive, you know, reaching out to them to try and build relationships? How is it going to work, Alex? 
It's a good question, isn't it? And it's a hard one. And, and I think, like I said before, this isn't for everyone. We know that. It would be delusional if I thought 300,000 Newcastle fans were going to buy into this. Um, and it, and it's, 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 I suppose it's a part of trying to, to, to show that this is real, to show that this is going to happen. And you, you won't get everyone first time. You won't get everyone on the, the weekend or something like that. But since, since we've been talking here, £1,000 has come into that account. Now, again, what's £1,000 in relation to three million quid? Nothing. But but you've got to get a thousand pounds in to get to three million. You've got to, You've yeah. got to hit seventeen thousand to get to three million, and we're on the way. And I think, just like Gallagher flags, when we're and it's not the same. But I can only talk about my experience and things yeah. I've done. Just like Gallagher flags, you know, the first display that we did, which was very simple when we think about it, was just a load of black and white checkered flags on poles. We raised, we raised like two grand in the first twenty four hours, which was a shock. But then. Once the Chronicle picked it up, once people word spread, once we did the first display, as soon as we needed money for a flag after that, piece of cake. We needed three grand for a super flag done. We needed two grand for another one. Give us two days. That's that's how this support can snowball and react. And, and whilst it won't be for everybody, we think that once we reach that first, well, I was going to say 10 grand, but we've reached that already. Yeah, um, yeah. The first 50, the first 100, the first half a million, the first million, hopefully... Others will be inspired by what is being achieved because the supporters' trust is everyone is equal. Me and you, Mark, are as equal as anyone listening to this. We don't have more of a vote. Yes, yeah. we'll have more of a say about how it's run because we've been elected by our members to the board. But but it's one person, one vote. Tell you, you know, a story. We, we got an email today from someone who basically said, we'll give you a million quid if I could go on the board of Newcastle United. It's a real person, not a joker. Yeah. It's a real person who, from their real email address, from their real company, and we just we email back saying, mate, every single person in the trust is equal. No matter how much yeah. money you give to this, every single person is equal. There are no hierarchies based on you can give 100 quid a month or a quid a month. Everyone is equal. People can afford to give different amounts. If you, if you listen to this and you're not convinced now, you don't have the money now, doesn't matter. You can get involved at any point. You will never be excluded from this because the trust exists like the football club should for every single Newcastle United fan. We're not interested in, you know, who can give what 10 grand or who can give what... No, no, this will only succeed or fail based on the actions of ordinary supporters. And I'll just... This won't help podcast listeners, but just for the, the camera, I'm going to hold up my 1892 um, yeah. pin badge. People can see it there. Everyone mm -hmm. can get one of them. We'll have a referral scheme on the website. We're not asking us. We're not going to reward people based on financial contribution, but if you can send your referral link to someone else, you will get a point towards certain rewards that we've got, the first of which being if you refer one person, I'll post you one of these 892 pledge pin badges, which we think are pretty cool. Absolutely superb. I suppose go going back to um, the, the launch, um, one of the most beautiful things for me was the amount of people who've nudged us and said uh, and nudged the trust um, and said these this video was unbelievable. Um, Alex, that was a long project. Uh, you had to you had to do a lot of groundwork with that. You've reached the, the globe right around the globe. Um, can you give us a little bit of a, a little bit of a background to the decision making in regards to the content, the music, the um, the visual, um, and also the the people who are talking? Because a lot of people around the country, around the world have played a part in that. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just looking at the video now. 145,000 views helped. Wow. I think it was at one two five before Alan Shearer tweeted about 50 minutes ago. So thanks, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 
Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, the um, the video, the, the the short film that I'll put a link to in this description, um, was was a huge project and months and months and months in the plan. Really, that's taken three years to plan. Yeah, uh, because the lads who made that for us were involved with me before before we even relaunched the trust. We realized we needed a launch video that was really going to get the message across in less than two minutes because that's how long you got on Twitter two minutes 20. Um, and 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 demonstrate the power of our support. So, like you say, it's involved countless hours of discussions with the filmmakers, some of whom, by the way, are Newcastle United fans and have produced uh, given us their labor for a fraction of what would normally be charged. And we're just so lucky at the trust that throughout everything we've done, everything, including the, the actual trust website itself, um, has been, you know, done at a huge discount or mates yeah. rate or free of charge because, you know, from designers to some of the cartoons we've released, we're, we're really, really lucky um, in our friends and, and in the talent that is across this support. But yeah, that video we well, I spoke to hundreds of fans. You know, we needed fan footage, we needed fan photographs, we needed fans from around the world to film themselves. And that I mean, that took a, a hell of a lot of time. But yeah, wow, that's something I'll, I'll look back on, and I'm very proud with the final result. Um, we really hope you all like it. If you haven't seen it, please please give it a watch. Send it on to your mates. Send it on to your family. Um, it's uh we hope it's it's done the, the support justice. Absolutely. I mean, even like just to sort of blow me on trumpet in a way, the, the part I played going through the old footage, um yeah. fans singing at the games, um, then obviously just to give a little shout out to the the Kays who will be definitely hearing more of uh, fantastic band and they, they, they just jumped at the chance and they then were on the way to stardom. So uh, you know, <laughs> Fantastic that they give us the opportunity to play their, their music for nothing. It's simple as that. And, and that's the sort of people who we've reached out to. And this is where the, the support goes just beyond the, the support as trust, the, the 10 of us on the board and the, the journalists who have backed it and the, 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 the guardians. It's, it's the whole fan base. And I suppose in a sense, though, though Alex, you know, it's, it's been launched today. Um, baby steps, as I say, and the money's, the money's coming in. Um, people will be asking very, very soon. Um, yes, Alan Shearer has just tweeted, but what's in the pipeline, mate? What's what's the next steps? How can we keep the momentum going? How can we keep the supporters interested in thinking, yeah, this is this is really gathering momentum? Well, because we're completely transparent, as, as I just said before, and the money will be on the website every day. It, like we said before, it takes the website a few days to catch up because we only yeah. want to put on what's been pro you, you don't want to get a hundred i know this is a ridiculous concept you don't want a hundred thousand pound payment in the beta client because <laughs> then your website <laughs> you've got more than you do so but but in that money that's on the website every day the total is there um and it will always catch up so we just have to see how we get on really you know at the time of talking mark we've got well over a thousand people have already parted with that money which again six five six hours after launch is way ahead of where i thought would be so i'm delighted with that we'll have I mean, you know, people will be watching and listening to this probably after uh, Thursday, the 8th of April. Um, you know, we've got a big Q&A launch event tonight uh, where we're going to take, Mark, you've been collating some of the most negative responses on Twitter, not yeah. to belittle anyone or, or criticise, but just to try and respond to that criticism because we feel like that's important. 
Um, and then we'll have an official launch event tomorrow night, which the Evening Chronicle are hosting on their media platforms, which is fantastic. Uh, you know, all of our guardians will be there, hopefully, to talk on our behalf. Uh, me and yourself will be talking amongst others. Um, the Foundation of Hearts, who we'll keep referring to because we're just in awe of what they've achieved. Um, they'll be talking as well and, and, and talking about it in relation to what we're doing. So I just kind of feel I don't have all the answers for the future. And that in the yeah. um, focus groups that we did, mate, you'll, you'll remember, a lot of the questions were kind of like, what happens X, Y, and Z? What happens yeah. if Indiana wants this? What happens if, and it's like, we just have to launch this. I can't predict the future. I can speculate. And we can give answers to those questions about what we would like to happen. But we just want to launch this. It's going back to what I've said before. This is about the supporters trying to represent themselves uh, when the club is sold. And and I'm worried that the club won't be sold for years because why, why you know, so convinced the club was sold last summer it was done. Yeah. That mm-hmm. why... I think the best way not to be disappointed anymore is just to assume the worst in terms of the ownership of the club and, and the sale of the club. Could be sold next week, could be sold next month, could be sold next year. Let's make sure we're ready or we've given ourselves the best possible chance. For all we know, it could be sold tomorrow. Premier League statement yeah. out saying we've you know, approved the sale and everyone buzzing and then you know we've clearly not raised enough to buy a stake in the club. So <laughs> what we'll, do, we'll, we'll speak to new owners and, and either say X, Y, or Z. Um, yeah. You wouldn't say, will you allow us to raise this? If they say, no, thanks, but whatever, we'll raise some money for charity. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the 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 next steps, we'll want to keep in constant touch with the people who have pledged. We'll want to give constant updates to people who haven't. We'll want to keep it in the media. But, you know, this is this could take years. Yeah. But we've shown me in the last 10 years, we've got, sadly, we've got years. It might come to the case that we've got years to do this. I don't want to be sat here, or I didn't want to be sat here, four or five years down the line thinking, God, I wish I'd done that thing. Might things have turned out differently if we'd tried? And I think, you know, I don't mind telling people on the call now, I'm 32 now. No, I look way younger than that, even with me massive beard <laughs> and long hair because the ball was good. Um, you, know, what, you know, when I was 22, if we'd started this, where might we be? That's what I think. And I don't want to think yeah. like that in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you touched on new owners, um, just for the benefit of any doubt. Um, what's the current situation? Because, you know, we're a transparent board. Um, people will be asking questions. How, what sort of impact does this have and what's the thought process, considering as it stands, there is a takeover, but no takeover. Um, you've got contacts within the consortium, namely Amanda Stavely. Um, putting on the spot a little bit, Alex, but, but what's your thought process behind that? And in regards to inclusion with them and, um, you know, making them aware of what our plans are? Well, we we think, or well, I think, but I assume the board agrees yeah, uh, because we've talked about it. Um, this is about the fans. So if I was to go running off to potential new owners and say, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, I'd, I'd, I feel like that wouldn't be fair or right on the on the supporters. I feel mm-hmm. like we have to do what we have to do and then if we look like we're going to at least have a chance of achieving that goal, then yes, then then that might be a course of action that makes sense. But I think right now, first of all, new owners and the man know how to get us. You know, yeah. it's got me number, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they, they've got to concentrate on what they're doing, which we understand in the arbitration. Yeah. It's all important. And then we'll do this. Um, would love it to come together with them. The, the supporters trust membership was very keen on them as owners. Um, 
but but I don't think it would be right to start publicly saying that we're going to do X, Y, and Z with owners because this is about the fans. That's that's obviously I, I assume people have got that message in terms of what I've been trying to say and you've been trying to say. This is about supporters. And yes, new owners are important and certainly potential new owners in the shape of Amanda Stavely and our consortium partners. But I feel like that do, doing something like that or trying to coax them into saying something like, yes, we'll do this or release something publicly, I don't think that would be right when we actually have to do this first rather than asking them to say, what will you do if we do this? Let's do this and let's get this launched and see where we are. Brilliant, brilliant. I mean, we we'll have been, can you believe me, we've been going nearly 45 uh, already. So we'll start um, concluding because it's going to be a busy, busy night ahead. Um, probably the right time in a sense, Alex, mate, um, to thank you on behalf of the board, because obviously you've been the, the catalyst and the, as I said at the start of the show, the Kevin Keegan behind all of this and you've been inspirational. But, you know, you, you've got a, a long list, I would imagine, too many to name on this podcast of um if, if people to thank but I suppose in a sense what we want to make clear is thanking the supporters and appreciating the supporters um have you got a message to sort of to anyone out there just to sort of galvanize them to really make them realize that you know their pound their 10 pound their 100 pound it doesn't matter what what you, what you put pledging it's 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 all you know appreciated and have you got a sort of a message for the for the supporters mate yeah, thanks. Very kind of you to say that stuff, but it's a team effort. Like you say, there's, there's so many people who have made this possible. It's certainly not just me at all. Yeah. Um, like you said, I'm, I'm kind of proud that we've launched it. Do you know what I mean? Just because it's been so long in the in the planning and there's had, there's been so much work gone into it. But the, the the key is success or failure, isn't it? We have to we have to get there. We've had a great start, but that doesn't mean anything. It's like you know, have we scored too early? As Steve Bruce might say. Um, and, uh, <laughs> But, you know, the, the message to supporters is and people listening and, and people who listen to the True Faith podcast who I feel like we have a bit of a rapport with because we've been doing this a little while with them is, like, this this club is our club. That's what we keep saying. I get, I understand that what we're trying to do is ambitious. Like, I really do. Wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't ambitious. But if there's anyone who could do it, if there's any supporters who could do this, it's us. Not just because we've got the biggest supporters trust in the country whilst being one of the worst-run clubs, not just because we've got this massive global fan base, which we're keen to tap into, um, and, and not just because we're one of the biggest clubs in, I think, in the world, particularly if run properly. Um, but it's it's time that we recognise that we are the football club. For, for you know, you've got me, and you've got well, what used to be me. You've got Greg, who's the trust chair, trying to work with Lee Charlie and Newcastle United, and trying to forge some sort of relationship. And when I stepped away from that to do this, it's kind of made me see like. This club belongs to us. The, the, the only reason that this club is here is us, yet, yet we are locked out of anything meaningful within the club. And it, does, it doesn't make any sense. We've, the, the club is our club, and this is the best way, in my opinion, of trying to make sure that that is more than just a saying, even though I think it's reality, um, that we are able to represent ourselves um, when the club changes hands. That, to me, is, is a central motivation behind this idea. Uh, and the only way to make it happen is to pledge. And like you said, Mark, whether you pledge a quid, a five or a tenner, 30 quid, 40 quid, whatever you pledge means the world to us and means that we have a chance of making this ambition happen. It's it's very ambitious. Um, I don't think it's impossible. I don't even think it's improbable. I think I think it's entirely possible we'd do this. I'm convinced we can do it. We wouldn't have launched it if we, if we didn't think that. 
Um, but what we need is everyone listening and watching to to pledge. Head to the website 1892pledge.co.uk, get your details in, and uh, and see what we can do. Just to reiterate as well, Alex, 1892pledge.co.uk to to donate to pledge, um, but to have a say, to have a vote. Um, you know, you must be a member of the Supporters Trust to do visit nufctrust.co.uk and, and sign up. It's £2 to sign up in one year thereafter. Um, Alex, to be honest, mate, we, could, we could probably talk all night. Um, there's so much we haven't covered, but, you know, we did want to get to the crux of it, um, get it out there, uh, the true faith listeners. Um, before we say farewell, mate, is there any any final thing you want to say, mate? No, just thanks thanks to you, mate, for your time. You know, we've both taken time off work to, to get this launched. Um, I'm really pleased the launch has gone to plan. Uh, thanks to everyone who's been in touch already with lots of kind words. It means a lot um, trying to get back to everyone. Um, I suppose, you know, let's let's see what we can do. It's This isn't about me or you, Mark, or the Sports Trust Board. It's about yeah. the supporters of Newcastle United coming together to try and, try and do something no one else has done before at this level in the Premier League. So, it's it's uh it's it's exciting. I'm excited by it. Let's see what we can do. We're not going anywhere. Me and you, Mark, and the rest of the yeah. board. If you want to reach out, email work, get in touch with on social media. Try if you've got lots of questions or concerns, try and attend the live Q and A tonight, which is on the True Faith Podcast YouTube channel. It's on the Gallagher Trots, the Newcastle Fans TV, the Trust YouTube channel. You know we're here. We're going to do these things. You know weekly. We're not doing one Q and A then disappearing. We'll want to be accountable. We'll want to try and answer your questions. And, and even though I'm aware I've, I've had it today, some of the answers I've provided haven't convinced people. I'd much rather at least have the chance to try and talk people around or give them the answers they're looking for than just ignore them because they say they're not going to pledge. You know, this is about all of us, every single Newcastle United fan. We hope this will affect. So get in touch. We need to hear from you. Absolutely. And, and just to sort of confirm, I haven't mentioned the actual football side, which is a blessing because that could bring a right down back down to earth um but just for the listeners as usual i mean i'm losing track of days alex i don't know what planet you're on at the moment um but um we're losing track of days but ultimately we will have the charlotte show we will have the um the the preview of the match we will have the post-match analysis after the game against burnley um it'll be interesting to see if steve bruce has got anything to say about it um but uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes with the media but once again thanks to everyone for listening and um, as Alex says, um, you know, stay in touch. We're, we're nothing but open and honest, um, transparent, and we're here to listen and get feedback and let, let's give it a good go. So thanks, Alex. Good to talk to you. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.